Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am delighted to be joined today by Dimity McDowell. Hello. Here I am again. You can't get rid of me. I'm like a bad, I'm like a, what is it? You're a fungal infection. (laughs) I'm a fungal infection or a toenail that won't get, that just won't rip off that last black bit, right? Yeah. I saw a sign at uh, Twin Cities, black toenails are the, are the new sexy or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 You know what is hard is coming up with a new or a good marathon sign. I realize it's kind of more of an art form than I had given it credit for because I made some for the Twin Cities Marathon. I made two of them. I made one that said badass mother runner and then one that said you are stronger than you think. Mm -hmm. But I wanted the other this. I like you're stronger than you think. But um, I was looking for something clever and I was on the Internet. And like if it's if it's like you can't. Some of them require more forethought than, say, um, one piece of poster board, one black marker, and like 10 minutes to get it done, (laughs) you know? I got to say, I love few things more than a clever sign held up during a race. Well, that's the thing, and I really wanted something clever. And one is pain is is the French word for bread, but, um, and that's, we had someone run the um, marathon I'm not going to say it right. Du Medoc. Oh, have you, oh yeah, you know, yes. Have you heard yes. That? Uh-huh, yes. Through the French vineyards. And so that she, she came back with a picture of that. So I was like, well, but then I was like, mm, I don't know if that's going to really fly in the TCM. Yeah. The, uh, the best one I saw made me think of Ellison because it said, um, this is not like a novel for book club. You have to finish it. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. But that's a lot of words too. That's the other thing is you have to, oh. you know, is it going to be read well or is it going to stand out? Like, oh, I th- you know, I think, oh, definitely. I think, see, I think that maybe people underestimate is how much time you actually do. Have. I mean, you know, I'm not going for a, a 315 marathon, so I have some time as long as the font is big enough, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's, well, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's a dance between, you know, getting it in, mm-hmm. getting it all on the sign mm-hmm. and, you know, and, be, and making it legible. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you know, again, it just takes a little bit more engineering than me uh, scribbling. But I mean, I mean, everyone, badass mother runner, I got to say, like that just goes every single time people laugh and then by the end and we'll get there. But I mean, it was raining mm-hmm. pretty badly. And I was like, this is so badass. You guys are running in the rain, running a marathon in the rain, mm-hmm. like, you know, just yelling it out to people. So that was... uh you know, that's a good one, no matter what. I saw a great one that said, uh, badass is the best thing a woman can be. And oh. and I really liked, you know, obviously badass. We have an affinity for that word. I liked all the alliteration, you know, uh, you know, uh, B and you know, best and that thing. And then that, of course, uh-huh. that made me think of like other B, you know, like beautiful and brave and brainy. And, um, and um, I just liked it. I just thought it had really nice, you know, it was sassy and but empowering at the same time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I'm impressed I can remember any of these things. <laughs> like, like because I, I was like, oh, that's good. And then you know, a mile later, what was good? I don't know. Squirrel? I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know, right? That water stuff? Yeah, I don't right, know. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we will get to the to the TCM, to Twin Cities Marathon. But um, let's just start with some basic chit-chat, Dim. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, I was, no, somehow I was launched into making a sign. I can't uh, remember yeah. why. Yeah. Uh, so I fly tonight, red eye, to the fair city of Boston um, to, and then drive to Cape Cod for Zuma race, Zuma Cape Cod, where I'm going to be the MC and um, sell AMR merch at the booth. I'm very excited to go there. Um, you and I have been there once or t- twice to that race. Uh, I've only think I've been to Cape Cod once uh-huh. um, for for that uh-huh. race. Um, if we're talking, you know, nannying there, <laughs> <laughs> I was in high school. Um, 
But uh, God bless you for taking a red eye is what I have to say, oh, because you. I feel like I have aged out of those or maybe I've sized out of them. One of the two right. or my you know, or my wallet has sized out of it because I don't have the funds to, you know, get one of those nice recliner beds in first class. <laughs> right. Oh, the AMR budget does not allow for such yeah, it does not allow for extravagances. Such, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, it was funny because Molly asked me that yesterday we um, went to bar class and she was like, how come you take those? Like, why don't you just fly during the day? I'm like, well, because then I lose a whole work day and I don't know. I just like getting on a plane. I, I oftentimes sleep on a plane anyway. Well, I know that. Yeah. yeah. And so then, oh, yeah. and I just, it's amazing that then you wake up and you're there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and this time, thank heavens, I fly all the way to Newark. So I get a nice long uh, red eye because that re- the red eye from here to Chicago is not all, it's not long enough. And, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. which is a funny thing to complain about it with a flight. But, uh, you know, it's just like you're kind of settling in. And it's like, we're starting our descent into O'Hare. And it's like, what? Already? Uh. Yeah. Um, so and then I have almost a two hour layover and then fly up to Logan. And I'm a little bit nervous about um, driving rental car out of Logan airport. I'm telling myself I can do this. I can do, I can handle Boston traffic. I can do this. You can totally do this. And you know what everyone, and I, you know, say this with kindness in my heart because I know we've got East coast listeners, but they're all, they all just honk. Like it's, and it's not, you know, don't, don't take it personally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Like just, and just, if you screw something up, they're just going to honk at you and whatever. And, and big deal. It's not like they're going to write down your license plate and be like, Oh, that's Sarah Bollinger. She really doesn't know how to drive in traffic. You know? I just like, don't want to hear the, the dreaded crunch of, you know, um, you know, fender against body of rental car, that type of thing. No, you don't want to hear that crunch. So, you know, if need be, take it slow. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So, and then, cause it's, I think it's like an hour and a half drive down maybe maybe yeah i bet you it might be kind of pretty oh i think and if you get there in the morning uh you know maybe the traffic that's what i think yeah i looked at today i get there mid-morning and then so i've been you know we had the retreat which we're going to talk a little bit more about in a couple minutes and then twin cities and so this is the third week and i'll be gone in a row so i've been very i've been chunking it up just like we suggest people do with a a race or a, a long workout and so finally i'm now lifting my head and thinking about this trip i'm taking i'm like i'm going to be in cape cod tomorrow like it's so beautiful there and it's on the ocean and then um and gonna be scouting uh sites for possible retreat next fall so you know doing some reconnaissance and then i'm going down to see my parents in stanford gonna take the rent drive down there and so then i'm like oh i get to see my friend joya down in connecticut so um that's great yeah, yeah. so finally focusing on what's immediately in front of me so well, and how's your family doing with three weekends away? That's a lot. You know, it's interesting because I thought as kids would get older, I thought it would become easier because they're, eh, what do you, you know, I'm, I'm 12. What do I need my mom for? Oh, no. Yeah. Daphne has been giving me a hard time. Mom, why do you have to go away again? Mom, why do you have to be gone for so long? Mom, why do you get to go on these fun trips? Um, honey, they're, I make them look fun, but they still are work. <laughs> that's my job, yeah. And then she's like, yeah, but you get to see Grandma and Poppy. I'm like, okay, that's the that's the final icing on the cake. That's the... <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, I get to see my parents. Like, and that's, you know, that's important. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, um, the first weekend when we were at the retreat, as you know, and um, 
Daphne scored the winning goal in her soccer game, and I would have given anything to be there for that. And um, and then last weekend, I don't know if I told you this, the twins took an all-day babysitting class with the Red Cross on Saturday. Oh, yep. So I was really bummed to miss a day where the house would, where you know, the twins wouldn't have been in the house all day on a Saturday. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, the luxury of, you know, I mean, I, you and I both work from home. You know, we oftentimes are alone in our house, but it's different to be alone on a Tuesday versus a Saturday. Yeah. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Now they know how to diaper. They're good to go. <laughs> They've got the CPR down, all that stuff. They did. They got the certificate. Um, they both yeah. thought the class was way too long. Um, John sure. in particular, you know, I sense that his um, squirreliness might have gotten a little, got a little amped up. Um, and, but yeah, I mean, um, they're now, mom, mom, are you going to, you know, say that we're available on next door so we can get some clients. Um, <laughs> so I don't go. know. It's hard to believe that, you know, my youngest are able to babysit. To babysit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know we've gone through, I mean, Ben isn't, I mean, he could, he's 11 now, I guess, or I know you have to be 12 to take the course, but um, you know, just leaving him al- home alone now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. without, and you know, I, I probably shouldn't say this cause I don't want, uh, oh, he doesn't have a phone yeah. and we don't have like a, a, a flip phone or oh. hear him for anything here. So like if something were to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's, I've told him what to do, but I just, and sometimes we definitely like leave my phone. Like if Grant and I are going somewhere together, I'll leave my phone here or, mm-hmm. you know, Amelia will leave her phone if, you know, but I'm like, okay, am I, pl- I mean, I don't know. I think mm. it's, the phones Although have made he- things pretty easy to, you know, get over concerned sometimes. Yeah. I mean, the one thing, um, you know, that time that John put his elbow through the, um, window in door to Daphne's room while we were away at a holiday while Jack and I were at a holiday party we did we still have a landline and so Phoebe was on the landline and she gave her phone to Daphne and said Daphne call mom and dad so there there has been times that we've used two phones but that's because there were other kids you know if he's home by himself it's not like I don't know. I don't think he could get in as much. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, what does he do? He literally like sits on the, I don't even know. He's, you know, got some bad cartoon up on Netflix and like, you know, raids the pantry for graham crackers. Like, I'm like, he's not like he's out like, you know, doing his like Huck Finn and, you know, whatever, like exploring or climbing trees. He's right. Like, or, or riding a skateboard around town yeah, without yeah. a helmet on. I mean, on. it's yeah. like, you know, he's like, oh, mom's not going to tell me to turn off the TV. Awesome. <laughs> you know? Maybe he'll choke on a little graham cracker dust and be like, oh. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's probably what it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Just have a glass of water by your side, son. Yeah, You'll be fine. Exactly. Well, and at nighttime, obviously, if it is nighttime, we definitely leave a phone with him. But you know, like every you know, gone two hours for Amelia's of a game or something, or uh-huh. out doing errands or whatever. Yeah. So, so does Amelia, does Amelia babysit very much? You don't seem to mention it. She she does sometimes. I mean, she made some fly. I made her. Oh. I strongly suggested she make some flyers and pass them out this uh, around the neighborhood because she wants money, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I can give you chores around here, or you can go make your own money. Um, she has not done much. I mean, she's done a little bit for here and there, but um, I'm hoping maybe you know we have a lot of kids in this neighborhood, yeah. And so um, a lot of uh, well, both younger, but then there's a lot of like, you know, quote unquote, like. Uh, uh, I don't know, legacy babies or something. I don't know what I would call them, but you know, like people who are like juniors in high school right now and they've been babysitting for the same family since they were 13, you know, uh-huh. that kind of thing. So once those guys move out, maybe she'll, she'll move in a little bit. I don't know. Right. Um, but you know, she she does a little bit, but it's not, she doesn't have a steady gig. No. Yeah. That's amazing because it seems to me like around here, most kids, by the time they get to high school, they stop babysitting. 
Oh, okay. And that might be the case. Like, maybe mm-hmm. she won't want, you know, want to go do yeah. her thing. Um, she does want to be a lifeguard. I mean, that's oh, nice. definitely. Oh, well, she she's, she's well suited for it. <laughs> she is, but she has to be, you have to be 15 to take that class. And oh, so wow. That, that won't be till next summer. Oh, um, so, uh-huh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. The red horse saving your life in the pool class nice that's what it's officially called <laughs> <laughs> um so and you are going to be a solo parent coming up right i am going to be a solo parent yes my husband is finally uh taking on his um his dream bike ride the quick backstory of this is when he was in his 20s i don't know exactly how old he was um he rode his bike from um the twin cities out to seattle and then he was going to ride down the Pacific coast and his bike got stolen in Seattle. Ugh. And so he never finished this, like the, you know, the second leg of his journey. And that's, uh-huh. you know, haunted him is the, is a little dramatic, but I mean, you know, it's, it comes up a lot. And now, you know, I mean, you know, oh, wow. we're both midlife and, you know, it's something that he wants to do. And, and he's, you know, it's come up in our conversations sometimes when we're out to dinner and stuff. And he's like, well, you need three weeks. And I'm like, I love you, but you're not going to get three weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's just not, you know, it's not. You know, we're both freelancers, so it's not really smart to do it from an income basis. Yeah. Um, you know, and also just like three weeks, I need you. Like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be the only driver for three weeks. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in an accident, right? Like forget Boston traffic. Like I'm just gonna like the <laughs> same carpool route's just gonna like lull me to sleep. So um so uh so yeah, so I just said you could either, you know, mourn the fact that you can't do the full three weeks or you could chunk it up. <laughs> and so um, so that's what he's doing. He's taking uh, a week and he's riding from um, San Francisco down to LA uh, next week. And then, um, and then p- I'm putting the kids on, this is lovely, putting the kids on an airplane um, to go, uh, go meet him. And then they, they're going to spend the weekend with um, his family. So he's going to be gone for like 10 days and the kids will be gone for a weekend. Um, oh, wow. Cause that's their fall break, right? It's a fall break. Exactly. Um, yeah. and he's most excited about is that there's been a huge mudslide around Big Sur. Have you heard oh, about this? I have not. No, no. Um, yeah. So, um, there, so they've closed, uh, oh, what is it? The Pacific coast highway number yeah. one or highway yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Highway one. Um, and so, um, so it's like closed for like 50 miles to cars and to he, cars. Oh my, I know exactly what he's, he's going to ride around. his bike with no yeah. cars on it. And he I, has, he has to get around the mudslide somehow. But of course he's like, you know, spent hours on Google earth, like, <laughs> you know, geeking out and fi- figuring out how he's getting around. Cause he was going to do like a hundred mile detour, I wow. guess, um, wow. to get around it. But, um, Oh, who is it? That started cliff bar. Is it Gary Erickson or something? Um, no. I think that's his name. Okay. For some reason, Grant was interviewing him the other day, and he was talking about um, riding his bike on the white parts of the map. This is, again, like, I'm saying this like I know what I'm talking about. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> the white parts of the map, I think, are where cars can't go. And oh, so Grant uh-huh. was like, I'm, like, kind of taking the lead of, like, okay, where can I take my bike that I, you know, so I think he's got some gravel or some trails or stuff oh. that, you know. Um, oh. I mean, he's, and he's taking a road bike, but it's all going to be fine. The reason I know that um, they will oftentimes close Highway 1 to car traffic but leave it open for bike traffic is that when I lived in San Francisco the first time, I was there for the Loma Prieta earthquake in 1989, the the famous one that made the Bay Bridge. Part of it collapsed, and that happened during the World Series where the um, I guess the Giants were playing. And... Um, Giants are the team over in Oakland. Anyway, one team was playing. And the A's. The, 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 the thank you, the Oakland, Oakland A's. A's. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I obviously am a huge baseball fan. <laughs> and so, and at the time, I worked uh, four days a week. I had Thursdays off. I worked three days a week at a magazine called Peninsula, and then Fridays I worked at Thrasher Magazine. Uh, 
crash her, Sarah. <laughs> and so, um, so on Thursdays, I'd like to take a really, really long bike ride. And um, after the earthquake, I would be able to ride up into Marin, which is just north of San Francisco, and ride all along Highway 1 up there near, if people know their geography, like um, up into... Uh, Mirror Woods and Stinson Beach. I didn't get, didn't get quite that far north, but then um, anyway, so be able to ride along that part of the coast. And oh my gosh, so so granted, so hilly, but so beautiful and all to myself. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, and I mean there were there were some crack big cracks in the um, road, but you know I mean they had cones and you could just ride around them because there was no oncoming traffic. So. Um, good, good. I'm glad yeah. you were able to do that because I was like, "Are you going to be allowed to do that? Or are you going to get in trouble?" Because I don't yeah, know. No, I, 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 yeah, yeah. you know, I'm a rule follower, and I definitely, yeah. you know, first time I went by the the road construction crews, they just were like, "Yeah, whatever," you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Well, so good. yeah, yeah. So, and the kids, will they? Are you going to have to pay a fee for Grant, or because he's with his sister? Um, what do you did, mean? Like usually an unaccompanied minor. Does oh he... yeah, I'll probably have to pay. I don't know. Although you I mean, know, Amelia's... he looks so old. Ben, I know. Yeah. Maybe I won't need to. I, I have to. I honestly have not done the homework on that yet. That's next Friday, so that's uh-huh. a week from. Yeah. You're like I got, from now. I so... got tons of time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll give myself as much time as I did to figure out the marathon signs for that, and right, um, it right. should be just fine. Yeah, but um, honestly, yeah. just pass her off as you know. You don't want them to be 16. You know, I hope TSA isn't listening, but well, you know, but the, I think you have to put their birthday in. Don't you have do, to put their birthday? You in? do, but um, oh yeah, and if they've flown before, they they will match it up. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. I'll see yeah. what I can do. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're, uh, yeah. And then Grant has to get, you know, he's flying his bike out there and back. It's, mm. you know, there'll Logistics. be some extra fees, but, um, but it's worth it um, yeah. overall, especially if I don't have to, you know, it was, it's been really good for him to, uh, yeah, as we all know, just to have a goal, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. just to have something to train for. And he's, you know, I'm really <laughs> I was talking to a friend in Minneapolis, but um, he left on, so I left here on Friday morning to go to the Twin Cities Marathon and that, um, we were talking through the day or whatever, and um, and and so he's telling the kids that he might be home late because he's going to ride with Quincy's dad. And I was like, Quin, I'm like, who's Quincy? And he's like, <laughs> um, on Amelia's volleyball team. I'm like, well, yeah, that's the only Quincy I know. But like, mm-hmm. how do you know her dad? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, last night after you left, we just sat and talked, and now we're gonna ride tomorrow. I was like, oh my god, you made a friend! <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Like you know, I, you know, I think sometimes it's harder for men, and then of course he, you know, he works alone, and yeah. he's not the most out. I'm like, oh my, because you know, I mean, you know, That's I think awesome. we're at the point where like you're like, you know what, you need just some guys that you can relate to and talk to and go yeah. do fun things with. So he's 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 made a couple of them. But Quincy's dad came out of the the woodwork, and I was and um and he said he had a great ride, and so yes, and and some other he's ridden with some other. Um, men in the neighborhood too, and nice. a female too, training for an Ironman. So yeah, nice. all good. Nice, nice, nice. That's so fine because um, Jack did not have a ton of guy friends, and he had one that moved. Like he met somebody um through work, and that guy moved, and then oh, he said a lot of friends move away from Portland, and so um, but then he joined a baseball team, and um, so now he has tons of guy friends and is forever doing stuff. In fact, did I tell you about the text that he sent me um when we were at the retreat? <laughs> I think it, no. So you you will love this. Um, um, so so you know, Twin Cities Marathon. It's October first, and um, so he texts me while I'm at the retreat. Are you going to be home? The night of September 30th, uh, Dan has asked me to go to a, a night Ducks game, which is, you know, the Oregon Ducks, um, yeah. University of Oregon. And, and I was like, you dumb. Wee! 
beep, you know, like, <laughs> and rather than be mean, I, I texted back and I said, my marathon is October 1, so I will not be in town on September 30th, <laughs> the night of September 30th. And, you know, kind of was like, oh, why don't you, you know, get the twins some sleepovers and, you know, Phoebe can fend for herself. And, you know, it wasn't like he was gone all night, but I was like, no, I am not home the night of September 30th with a marathon the next morning. Uh, yeah. Wait, uh, could the twins not stay home by themselves that night? They could, but I think he was going to be gone for a fair stick of time. And he just, yeah. you know, he's just such a concerned good. dad, you know, Dimity. Yeah. Like, you know, oh my gosh, can I tell you, this is a funny <laughs> side story. So um, today, uh, Molly, so I'm recovering from Twin Cities. And so Molly and Molly has Wednesdays off. And uh, so we were going to go for a walk together at 8.15, which is when the twins catch a ride or we drive them to school. And so... At about 7.55, Molly shows up at the back door and she'd gone running. And then, you know, rather than go home, she just comes by. And it was the most atypical morning ever at our house. Jack was making, from scratch, French toast. And I was seated at the kitchen table playing this new word game that I taught Daphne. (laughs) And it was like the most kind of like, like bucolic Norman Rockwell. <laughs> yeah. It was, so was. And I was like, oh, now Molly's going to think Jack always does this. <laughs> and I'm like, Molly, you are witnessing a unicorn in our kitchen. Like this never happens. <laughs> that is so funny. Has, have the temperatures dropped there? Like, does it feel fall like in Portland? Oh, it's so delightfully fall like this. Yeah. And Alex is nodding his head. And so this, there's a certain slant of sunlight to quote Emily Dickinson and and um, uh, it's just so beautiful, and the leaves are just a little bit starting to change. And oh yeah, it was—I had to wear the AMR team jacket, which we'll talk about later, Ooh, um, while, while walking. Yeah, so it's um, it's lovely, lovely, that's lovely. Sweet. That's what. So I, the reason why I asked because I was so funny because I was thinking it's it's the same here in Denver. You know, I mean it's supposed mm-hmm. to be seventy today, but the mornings are really really crispy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and I like I got up early, so they have late starts every Wednesday. I got up early, went to the gym. Then I realized we're out of eggs, we're out of apples, we're out of bananas. Like, I'll just run to the store quickly and grab a couple things. And I was, uh-huh. like, leaving the store. I'm like, I want to make pancakes. Like, I wonder if I could make pancakes this morning for the kids. I'm like, no, I don't have enough time. But as I was like, that sounds, like, really uh, – it's like it brings out the, the breakfast toast oh, and yeah. pancake situation. Oh, sure. Yeah. We, um, we have started uh, getting – Jack got from Costco the um, – is it called Klondike? Um, yeah, the, uh, the grizzly. Protein. I think it's called – yeah, yeah, with the protein in it. Yeah, I think protein. it's called – Protein and – yeah, something yeah. like that. It has to do with bears. It reminds me of yes. Alaska. And um, so uh, so I had seen it. Courtney had it when I saw her out for Zuma Annapolis out in Chevy Chase. And um, so she was like, oh, have you tried this? It's so good. And she makes muffins out of it. And mm-hmm. um, and I was like, oh, that sounds kind of good. But I, for- I didn't tell Jack about it. And then I came home from someplace else in you know, like a month ago and he just ran, he, he randomly bought a box of it at Costco cause he, he's our Costco shopper and he loves it. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, what made you buy that? And he goes, Oh, it just looked kind of good. I thought you'd like it. So, wow. I'm really painting a really flattering picture of Jack today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. No, I, it is really good. You know, if you go online to their Kodiak, Kodiak. There we go. I got the K. You got the K. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, if you go online to their thing, there used to be a, um, like a cinnamon roll in a mug that Amelia oh. used to make a lot for breakfast. It was really wow. good. Like you microwave it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So um, that's a little tip if you want to. Yeah. Listening yeah. So we, so we just ran out yesterday. So um, yeah, I love them. And sometimes I, uh, you know, there's, I make too many. And so uh, sometimes I then put a little um, yogurt and granola. I don't put any syrup on it. Just put granola and yogurt yeah. on top and mm, it's tasty. It is tasty. Yeah. 
So, all right. So the retreat, um, which now seems like eons ago, doesn't it? It feels like a couple miles ago right now. Right. A couple frequent five miles ago. Yeah, yeah. But, but really but really fresh still at the same time. I mean, it's so fun to see the retreat page, um, the Facebook page going off and everyone kind of still, not still connecting. It's not surprising, but it's fun to see the connections are still really mm-hmm. strong. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought the group gelled so well from the get-go. I mean, mm-hmm. we had that icebreaker planned for the, you know, people got there kind of Thursday midday and then had sessions Thursday afternoon. And then we had a, the, and I, I know you know all this, Tim, but telling people who weren't there, <laughs> uh, the, uh, had a welcome, yeah, we had a welcome reception. And Melissa, our, uh, our retreat coordinator, and I had planned this icebreaker game. Um, and so I like when I started introducing, I'm like thinking, mm, I don't think we really need this game because I mean, the moment I walked into that room, there was just such a positive vibe and buzz that you, Absolutely. it just, it just seemed like there was no nervousness, no like, oh, I don't know anybody, you know, and um, yeah, it was. I and I walked in and the party was already underway when I got there. I think I'd been out running some some doing some errand for the retreat or something and I walk in and um Susan Dumas uh introduced herself and um she's a mother runner from um Texas right Texas Texas, yep yep. and she just introduced herself first and last name shook my hand you know just wanted to thank you for you know having us and I'm like okay this is it I am this is the best first step of you know (laughs) like really when things are kicking off now this is awesome so thank you Susan for doing that so um yeah I just it was just it was just fun and cohesive and I mean like I mean tell me about the fire drill on the last day (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh so yeah so we were in this exact same room so our reception on Thursday night and the final brunch on Sunday morning, kind of a celebratory brunch on Sunday morning. We're in the same room that was on the 12th floor, probably the <laughs> highest building in Spokane. Yep. Um, and, um, and the fire drill went off um, yeah. at the hotel. And so, and most people were leaving from the, the brunch, right? We didn't have late checkout. So yeah. people had to, you know, have their, all their luggage up there and the fire yep. drill goes off and you can't use the uh, elevator. So yep. everyone's like lugging, you know, after the day after most of them, you know, either ran a 10K or half marathon and kind of been active all weekend. They're like, okay, here's a final test. Haul your luggage down 12 <laughs> flights of stairs. And don't get sick doing it. Um, so, but we did. Uh, and we all dutifully follow, like just file down the stairwell and, you yeah. know, go outside. And then we are the only chuckleheads from the entire hotel who evacuated. Oh, there were a couple people who evacuated. But but it was not like a you know hundreds of people standing out there. I was pretty no, shocked no, no, by no. how few it was people not there a were. Drill. Yeah, yeah no. and so and it turns out it was a real fire. There was I mean, granted, it was in the kitchen, and I think it was like burned toast or like burned. You know, it was you know something um, a mishap in the kitchen that was not um, serious at all. But it was you know it was real. It wasn't just a drill. And well, then, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, if it would have been you know oh first of all, staying up there and listening to the and the like, please evacuate the building recording mm-hmm. is, would have been too much but if there would have been something really wrong and we're on the highest floor like oh. that's not a good place to be so oh yeah no no but 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 and then i love the firefighter coming over and thanking us all for evacuating yeah. which we we're supposed to do and we we're all just like yeah we're a bunch of moms we know how to do this and we follow the rules <laughs> yeah exactly and so then we took a picture with him yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. so um yeah so but those were nice nice bookends with the being up on the 12th floor but it just i mean and people really seem to 
be very fluid in who they'd hang out with and talk with. And, um, you know, it wasn't, there weren't any clicks or anything like that. It just seemed no, like no. a really cohesive, amiable, you know, having a good time group of women. And, well, um, and that's going to, I mean, that's happened with our other two retreats as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it might, it might have just, because this one was a little bit bigger, it just felt maybe a little bit more forceful, like the volume coming out of that. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> beginning, mm-hmm. You know, but, um, you know, but I think, you know, we've got these women together and they have a weekend away. They are in a, in a beautiful place centered around something that they, you know, like to do or want to get better at doing. Um, mm-hmm. And they know they're going to be, I mean, you know, that's. That's, you know, I, I don't want to stereotype people, but, you know, I mean, I, there is a certain breed of people that are drawn to running. And so when you, um, you know, have that, those shared values of, you know, of running, of taking care of yourself, of, you know, kind of knowing what you want in this world, of setting goals, I mean, you know, you can, there, there are going to be connections right there without even, you know, lighting a match, like the spark's mm-hmm. already flying, you know? Yep. So, yep. um, so it's, it's lovely. And I mean, so that's, I mean, going forward, I mean, we had a lot of, I mean, all three years we've had people come on their own and I just, I, I love it actually when they do, because mm-hmm. I mean, like, um, like Kelsey and Hillary, I mean, granted they, they came, they both came on their own last year. Mm-hmm. They're from the same part. They're both from near Whitefish, Montana. Mm-hmm. So they ended up, you know, having, um, location in common, which is obviously helpful to develop a friendship. But I drove with them last year to the, I drove with in Kelsey's car last year to the race and this year to the race. And this year they were going through the laundry list of things that they had done. They've done <laughs> like a Ragnar. Hillary organized two, two teams of trail Ragnar. So 16 women, you wow. know, a good handful of people were from the retreat this you know, in 2016, uh-huh. um, they, they're on a master swim team together. They like swim across Glacier Lake. Um, wow. must've been amazing. I mean, just all this really cool stuff that all of a sudden, oh, they, they did a full, um, a half marathon under the full moon, which oh, is wow. you know, a self-guided thing, um, with, with some friends, I think of Kelsey's from work or Hillary's from work. I can't remember, but you know, just all these adventures that they all of a sudden, like, again, like they're just bonded at the hip when they can be obviously as much as yeah. life allows. And I just, I mean, you know, and I said that in the car, I said, that's probably the most fulfilling part of this job is seeing all the friendships and connections mm-hmm. that develop through yeah. it. because, you know, running can give you so much, but then you get uh, someone out there and it's just, it's just, it's awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to witness that. Um, let's jump ahead to your role at both, um, the retreat and at twin cities. Um, you did. Yeah. Little photog. Yeah. yeah photog and cheerleader. As I, as I said at twin cities, I think you are the, you're not the stereotypical size for a cheerleader, but I, I would, I would posit that you, uh, you're not going to be thrown up to the top of the pyramid anytime soon, no, but, no, I'm not. I'm but, not. but I saying. think it, you are just the best doggone cheerleader there is. I think Tim. Oh, okay. it's pretty funny because there was, uh, I mean, yeah, so, so go uh, just fast forward for a minute so I don't forget this moment. So Twin Cities Marathon, the weather was good for, you know, what, probably like three hours or so. And then it, mm-hmm. and then it started to rain and, and, and then we were kind of, we were positioned about 22 and a half and, mm-hmm. um, kind of, you know, towards the, the end of the group, um, you know, so we've got the five and a half people, people who are going to finish the marathon and like, you know, between five and six hours, five and a half hours ish. And, um, you know, it's, it's miserable. I mean, I won't lie. It's miserable. They're going up a hill. It is pouring on them. They're wet. They're tired. They've been on their feet for five or, you know, four and a half hours already. Like it sucks. Right. I mean, there's, I mean, there's some, there's definitely some victory to be had in a couple miles, but at that very moment, it's not very pleasant. And, um, there was this young kid and he was kind of dragging his feet and I was like, 
come on, brisk walk, brisk oh, walk, goodness, you know? Oh, goodness, oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, Watch out. One of, the, one of the moms, and I, I mean, I didn't, you know, one of the moms was just like, that when we were cheering, like one of the mother runners was like, wow, Dimity, you'd be a really good coach. And I was like, that's not what the girls in the run survey told me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Because like, then they're like, Dimity's a little strict. And I'm like, this is not girls on the walk. This is girls on the run, you know? Oh, um, my gosh. Oh, my yeah, God. I mean, that was funny about the brisk walk. But, yeah, I mean, it was really fun to be out there for both of them. I mean, they're, they're two different kind of animals. I mean, Twin Cities, you know, you're scanning for the people that you know. Where mm-hmm. Happy Girls, you know, there's some, you know, time to actually interact with the racers and you're not in people's way. Um but sure. it is really fun to see them. And I mean, it was really so at, at Happy Girls out in Spokane, we um, I hung out with uh, Kate Walton, who is uh, recovering from a su- surgery in her hip for a labral tear. And yep. then Ste- um, Stephanie, I'm going to get her last name wrong, so I'm not going to even say it. But Stephanie from Arizona, yep. um, who just had some wife stuff come up and wasn't able to kind of train the way that she wanted to. So the three of us, I keep saying we were hanging out in the woods because you got <laughs> on the trailhead pretty quickly, you know, once you got um, away from the starting line. And so we did, I mean, it was such a pretty day. Oh, so and, pretty. Um, and all the races kind of came in and in a similar, you know, they all followed the same course towards the end. So yeah, yeah. Got nice. to see everybody and. Um, had a really great time, but then, I mean, the best part of the day, again, like shared values, um, the 10 K, there was a woman coming in from the 10 K, you know, who's, you know, it was probably taking her, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe an hour and 40 to do the 10. I mean, it was a tough course and yeah, sure. she was definitely coming in, you know, a beginning her running journey. And Kate was like, you need some help. Can I, can I walk with you? And Kate like oh. walked her in for like a mile. Oh, nice. And I was just like, I just was just you know, and she came back and t- shared her story. And it was just, I, I mean, that, that kind of thing. I just, I just love it. I just, Oh, I know it. that just fuels you. I know that. Yeah. yeah it just refills so, your, your cup. Yeah. That's like awesome. Yep. 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 Awesome. So, um, twin cities. It, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I want to hear about was 26.2. I mean, how did it go, Sarah? <laughs> kind of been a little, um, reticent about it. Um, uh, well, I was saving it for the podcast, saving it for the oh, podcast. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, uh, it was, I, you know me, I can find something to be proud of the, the overall race. Um, I accomplished it slower than I wanted to. It was slightly slower than my C goal. And I was from my training, I was pretty confident that I could, um, get close to my A goal. And, okay, so um, we got to put some numbers on those. Just yeah. So, people so, have so uh, so Please. C goal was 430. B goal was better than 420. A goal was better than 415. And okay. I ran Twin Cities in 2012 in, uh, 408 and um i had a super strong training cycle and and i really appreciated people reminding me of that when either on twitter or in person at twin cities and um i one thing i think i I really got out of my groove with that mindset at the retreat you know i wasn't in portland i was doing my final run on a different place like i really center myself before a, a race and so i felt kind of um off kilter a little bit and sure. I got, I got sort of back into it. I, um, uh, the uh, final shakeout run that I did by myself, I went past the place where the year before on race day morning, I said, that's it. I love this place so much. It's such a beautiful race. I'm coming back and running it again. And I got to tell you, Dim, and that was, as you recall, 2016 Twin Cities was a glorious day weather-wise. And so I was seated outside on this bench that overlooks the Mississippi River and when I decided to do the race, I said, well, that decides it. It's going to rain next year on the on race day. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew it. I mean, schlep, the schlep rock in me was like, yep, it's going to be not great weather. So sure. um, so anyway, so um, 
Yeah, so um so, wait, know, so what was your final time? Just I mean just four 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 thirty three. Four thirty three. So mm-hmm. okay. I just yeah. wanna put it out there that like you know, that's it's a it's, it's a fine a, marathon time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Time. Yeah, I mean, I hope you're not disappointed. No, 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 no. It was, you know, I just, I, I, I also knew that um, in the days leading up to it that I, I knew the whole time I wasn't going to go out there and gut it out. Like, that was not what I wanted to do. That would have been a fail on my part if I had just put my head down and just raced it. Because it is, the reason I was running again is because, and it was only the second time I've ever rerun a marathon, um, the same course. I've run Boston twice, and now I've run Twin Cities twice. But out of my 14 marathons, those are the only two that I've run more than once. And um, that just so, I know it's such a beautiful course with amazing, amazing uh, spectator support. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, I just, I mean, the lakes and the windy roads and the beautiful homes, you know, me and architecture and Sir. just, I mean, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous course. And it's such a perfect size marathon. I never once felt I had to dodge people like from the get go. I didn't have to dodge people and awesome. is, which is just a delight. And, um, so then, um, so, you know, I'm, I don't know, maybe one or two miles in the first six were a little faster than they should have been, but not, I wasn't burning too many matches and, um, got to run with Sarah Axelrod, uh, a loyal bammer for probably from about, um, probably just even a half mile into the race. And then for about maybe a mile, mile and a half. And we had met the day before at the expo, so I I knew her name was Sarah. Obviously, I can remember Mm -hmm. that, but I didn't realize that she was Sarah Axelrod. And I'm very familiar, you know, she's written for the website and she was a guest once on the podcast. And so, um, but she mentioned something about being a a professor uh, in Italian literature or or romantic literature. And and I I was like, wait a minute, what's your last name? (laughs) She told me, I'm like, oh, I didn't know you're Sarah Axelrod. And uh, so, uh, so then um, ran into a woman, Pam, who is in the train like a mother club and she was running her first marathon and she was blitzing along. She looked so strong. I just could not give her enough kudos as she went on past and then uh, but but so I was wearing our navy blue many happy miles tank top and that's germane to this story because um I saw ahead of me a runner who was also wearing it and so I caught up with her and I'm like hey nice tank top and she turns and I realized it was Lisa Reek who was on the podcast she is the dairy farmer that was on the podcast yeah who you know when talking about non-traditional jobs and how they fit in their runs and i had been in communication with her because she had you'll love this she had tweeted to me about saying you know we were talking you know showing pictures and all this and she's like oh i hope the harvest allows me to get there and I thought, well, that's the weirdest autocorrect I've ever seen. And then I'm like, no, city slicker. She meant to type harvest. <laughs> like, what, what it would have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I honestly thought for a second, like, oh, what letters did she mean to type? Um, yeah. And so um, because I didn't, I thought they only had cows and I didn't realize that they also grew crops. And so she had been, and we, as we're running along, she's telling me how she's been up to like 1130 for the past three nights before the race, trying to bring in the harvest of silage S-I-L-A-G-E. It's a word I had her spell for me because I was unfamiliar with it. It is, um, for them it's corn, but now Molly tells me, has updated me. It could be any crop that you bring in and you chop up the whole plant and then you let it ferment and you give it to cows um, because Molly, the um, veterinarian, tells me that you just need to give them something that has nitrogen in it because 
um, it has to do with their stomachs and what they can do with the nitrogen and all this stuff. And so it was so funny because I said to Lisa, I said, oh, it sounds kind of like mash because, you know, I come from where you where there's a lot of distilleries and breweries. And she, sure. she kind of gave me this look like, yeah, whatever you want to think, City Slicker, that's fine. If you want to <laughs> equate it to mash, that's fine. Um, so yeah. anyway, so then like, you know, we'd talk for a little bit and then she'd take off or I'd stop, you know, to I'd walk to take a gel or whatever. And so, but then we would catch up with each other occasionally. One or the other of us would catch up. And then, if I'm remembering right, we I'll tell two tandem stories. We caught up with each other um, around maybe, I don't know, somewhere in the 22nd mile. But then at 23, I was like, hey, I'm going to peel off here and do a goo. And then she caught up with me Some I don't somehow. Um, we caught up with each other. I don't know who caught up with who. About maybe right after mile 25 and the i was like okay we're doing this together we are finishing together and so i said come on we're doing this and tim it was so it was so like you and me at ogden because i got into a speed that i was pretty sure i could hold on to but i thought uh-huh. if the uh, if lisa in this case and back then it was you i thought if they speed up i don't have it i don't have another gear and my fear was that she'd find a fifth gear so at one point i said this is what i got let's hold on to it. And, sure. and so I would just occasionally like channel my inner dimity. I'm like, come on, we got this. Stay with me, Lisa, stay with me. <laughs> and, uh, and by this point, my playlist, which was on shuffle, which is really big for me, was doing the yeah. perfect thing because I'd only heard, one, I had a lot of Taylor Swift on there because she'd powered me through the, a lot of my final, that's oftentimes what I'd switch to for the final parts of my long runs. And, um, there had only been one Taylor Swift song to randomly come on during the mar- the bulk of the marathon. But in the final miles, it was like Taylor was there personally pushing them on <laughs> to play on Spotify because I swear in the final 10K, I probably heard four or five Taylor Swift songs. And wow. That's so awesome. I, I was very excited. So um, so anyway, so we, I'm like, come on, did come she, on. Did she sing... Look what you made me do. Sing that one. No, I did not. You know, I'm not in love with that song, so I did not put that on the playlist. But oh, okay. I, I um, oh, I totally thought of you when "Are We Out of the Woods" came on, and it came on oh, after I love this. That song. Came on after this song um, that really makes me think of my kids. I, I kind of put these Easter eggs into my own playlist that are like songs that if people looked at them, they'd be like, why is there that lame song on there? Sure. And it's something that my kid, like a song from Shrek the Musical, because my kids were in that last year. And so sure. um, there's this song from the 70s that's sung by the ch- a children's chorus, and it's um, We'll Plant a Forest. And Alex, I'm going to ask mm. that you lay a little bit of uh, We'll Plant a Forest <laughs> under this. And it is... It honestly, almost, I was just about to tear up and I thought, oh, if only now Taylor Swift, are we out of the woods? Because get it, forest, woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you love, guess, you love a pun. Yeah, guess what randomly comes on next? And I was like, I was oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so psychic, psychic Sarah with the next song called. The playlist, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, that's that's so, and then, so, so I could tell that Lisa was kind of struggling. I'm like, just stick with me. And so then we're, it has, TCM has such an amazing finish shoot with people just lined up. You would think it's a, you know, it's like you'd think you're at Boston or New York, how many people it seems like there are. And, you know, by this point, we're coming in at 430. So there's, you know, there's some people walking. There's some people who look like they're in some pain. And here comes, you know, two twinsies in their navy blue tank tops running at a at a pretty strong clip. 
and I could tell that people were kind of excited. And so I totally like did the waving my arms, like kind yeah. of whip, whip them up, whip them whip up, up yeah. whip them up. Thank you. Yes. And so did that. And then I even could hear it because, because I was wearing Aftershock. So I could actually hear what people were saying and my music at the same time. Um, and I, uh, um, I could hear a couple of people say, oh yeah, go girls, go, go ladies, you know, everything. And so I turned to Lisa and I said, they're cheering for us. And yeah. um, so we crossed the finish line together and I'm like, and I'm like, arms that's up, so Lisa, fun. arms up. <laughs> so oh, I'm so proud of you. Sarah, that's big for you to run with somebody else. Oh, I, mean, I hope you, you know, so that's, you did a lot of good things in this and I'm, you know, I'm glad that you're, I, you know, I love you to death just the way you are, of course. But like the fact that you're like, you know, your structure of how things have to be is loosening just a little bit. Oh, Dim, I tell good. you. Well, thank you for the thank you for the kudos, because Dim, as it was happening, I thought Dimity's going to love this. <laughs> but I mean, I was doing it from a very sincere place. I mean, it was so fun that we ran into each other. We're wearing the same oh, tank yeah. tops. I know sure, Lisa, sure. you know, like yeah. all this stuff. And yeah, you know, I don't know her well, but you know, I, 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 you know, have met her kid and all this stuff at, at TCM last year and everything. And so, um, so it was, it was really thrilling. And I crushed the final 10 K of that race. And our final mile was eight fifty three which was the wow. fastest, yeah, fastest yeah. mile of the race. So you, so, so you from, didn't win the Brooks shoes. Well, but I don't know. So we had, uh, so I was talking to some Brooks people yesterday. So the Brooks thing was, Dim, do you want to explain or should I, I? You know, actually, yeah, I think you should because I'm not okay. clear on Okay, that. so what it is, is so Brooks is um, one of the main sponsors of the Twin Cities Marathon. And uh, they have this big promo for these um, new shoes. And that... Um, you, if you ran, they had mats at the beginning of mile 21 and at the end of mile 21 and actually within mile 21, I think to make sure people didn't cheat. Um, and so if you, if from mile 21 to 22 was faster than your average to mile 21. So from mile, you know, zero to 21, if your 21st mile was faster than your previous average across all those 21 miles, you would win a new pair of these shoes, right? And, yeah. and beforehand, you know, in the days leading up to the race, I thought, oh, what a bad idea that is. Oh my gosh, there's no way I'm doing that. Like you totally thrash yourself, all this stuff. And as I realized, cause I think I, I, you know, I, if I wanted to hit a real time goal, I, I lost it in miles 10 through 20. And, okay. um, but I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't, I don't have any regrets about that. And so, sure. um, but, but I was doing a little math and I thought, Hmm, well, my average is a little slower than I think I can make 21 to 22. And yeah. so, and I, I had been training so much for slow, steady climbs. I was really excited. I love that part of the race. It's so beautiful. A lot of people are going slower by that point. So it feels very exhilarating to pick up the pace a little bit. So I, I put down the hammer, mm, I'd say about 85% on from mile 21 to 22. So I asked Ooh. Brooks and they said they're going to be sending out an email because it is quite a um, math ordeal to figure yeah. out. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be the person in charge of that, man. They're yeah, no, the, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, they're like, screenshots of their Garmin being like, I was faster. Right, uh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so being where I was on the course, um, you know, I was at, I was at 23 and a half. So, um, 22 and a half, uh, I think. 20, 22 and a half. So it was from 21 to 20. So a lot of people were coming through like, uh, you know, I, I won some Brooks shoes. I got me some Brooks shoes. I'm like, Oh, that's so fun. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, so, 
Um, I mean, it definitely, instead of tapping me out, it fired me up. And I just kept Good. pushing. I knew you guys were at 22 and a half. I knew I was really well trained, thanks to Coach Amanda's plan uh, in the Train Like a Mother Club. Yeah, you weren't to- stopping at 22 and a half. Like, let me tell you, I was like, <laughs> I mean, uh, Amy, uh, who is in the injured Bammers Club right now, has plantar fasciitis. She made a very cute sign that said, you know, touch here for Bammer power. Uh-huh. I was like, okay. Katie, Katie, who's our marketing person, and I had this plan, and she was going to get video, and I was going to get a picture, and I'm like, she's not stopping. Like, there's no picture to be had. I'm sorry. Um, So I was like, okay, Sarah, you couldn't stop for one picture? Like, You guys had taken a lot of pictures, though. You guys took a lot of pictures on the fly. No, no, we hadn't. That's the first. Well, Katie was taking video, and I was trying to take one picture of you, and you you were just running too fast. Like, you didn't didn't know. I should have. I don't know, but I didn't want to tell you what to do. I just figured that you'd stop oh. for a minute. Oh, no. I figured we should, if we had, you'd want me to stop, you would have told me. So, but then I saw you running ahead, and I, you, yeah. I saw you had the big camera, and all I thought was, don't run, Dimity. Don't run. Don't get I know, hurt. That's what I, I know. I know. I, I learned my lesson a little bit. Um, but it was fun. I, I shot ahead for a couple pictures, like, because I had um, Katie's camera has a super nice lens on it. So, uh, so yeah. you can get some really good. I haven't, I, don't, I haven't seen those pictures, so I don't know if they turned out or not. But um, Okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, well, lesson learned. So, so, um, yeah, so I just kept, kept pushing, kept pushing. And as you mentioned, um, it had started raining. I mean, it it rained a tiny bit before, like intermittently through the race, but very low, what we call here sprinkles. And I would still say it was not raining hard in by, um, I would say by any standards, we don't have heavy rain out here that often. So uh, it wasn't, it seemed like the raindrops were fairly well spaced out. It, it, I know as a spectator, it probably felt very different, but as a well, runner, it, it also got hard, worse. Um, oh, it definitely got worse. It yeah. definitely for yeah, sure yeah. got worse. So, like, yeah. I think you were in your hotel. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't ever like crazy, crazy. And I mean, the wettest I got was riding my bike. I mean, that was, mm. a, that was the hardest was riding the bike and the rain back there. Cause then your legs get all wet and yeah. Know, yeah. And it sprays up on your stuff. back. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know, I mean, I think the the runners were, were, I mean, I think they might've been uncomfortable, but they were fine. Oh, you know, I mean, it, I it, loved it. It. It, was, it was a warm rain. It wasn't a cold, you know, oh, like, yeah, you no. know the difference between warm and cold rain and the day before. And it wasn't that. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So. And, and I mean, it made me feel so at home. Like I just was yeah, like, sure. I, I did a lot of, I did a lot of sl- like hill simulation of that, of that climb. And the fact that it was raining, even though it hasn't rained here on a run since, gosh, May, maybe April. So it didn't rain on me at all during the training cycle because it doesn't rain here in the summer typically. And um, so, I mean, I just was like, I felt truly, literally in my element. And uh, it was very exciting and invigorating. And um, it felt very badass. It felt very badass to be going. Yeah, yeah. Do you have number 15? Uh, Um, Your eye on number 15? So I had an epiphany going in as I was riding the elevator down after um, getting ready and I was about to check out the hotel. I thought, next year, I'm going to do the 10 miler. Um, and uh, to answer, I'm doing a bit of a dodge on your question. I'm not sure. I don't I don't foresee doing a marathon anytime soon. Um, you got to get to 15, though. I mean, just because 15 is so much more crisp than 14. 14 is just two times seven. 15 is three times five. That's so funny. Like, Daphne, Daphne said that to me. She goes, that's two times seven. <laughs> I was yeah. like, uh-huh, yes. Um, but, uh, you know, the thing is, is I love training. I love training for a marathon. I mean, I would train for a marathon all day long. And what I really realized during the race was uh, I had several epiphanies during the race. And the main one is, is that I gain a ton of pride from training runs and that 
I just sorta don't need the I, I, I gain so much from training runs that that I don't need the the race itself to do that for me. Um, and I, I enjoyed I it. I mean, the race, but, but you should, you know, invest it. I, so, so here, then take this, you know, let it marinate. I think you should just pick a, a race that you want to do just to, cause it's a place you want to see, you know, I mean, I know twin cities has that ideal, but you know, like just go like do it as a tourist just to get to 15. Yeah. No but I, oh, I definitely, oh, I mean, I, I, God willing, I'm going to live a long life. And so I, I envision having another, you know, maybe doing a marathon, you know, five years from now, or I don't know, something. I mean, I, I'm sure I have another marathon or two or three or whatever in me. But, um, but like, I've, you know, I've, for a long time, it was my dream to do the Paris marathon. I love Paris. It's where Jack and I got engaged. And, but if I go to Paris, I don't want to run. Like, I just want to go eat croissants and drink some wine and, you know, have some hotel sure. sex. I mean, like, you know, so, oui, oui. Uh, <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I have, I, I really want to, I think I really want to do Marine Corps Marathon one day. Um, uh-huh. And uh, yeah, yeah. So. Cool. Well, congratulations. Yes. So you had oh, a thanks. good day and it was fun to, fun to see you out there. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was, um, it was real. I mean, the, that, that final 10K was very exhilarating. Uh, I'm, and I felt, inc- I feel incredibly proud of it. And I have never felt better after a marathon in the days after. Um, so I flew home Sunday night, did not stand up once I was in a window seat. And so sat oh for gosh. the entire flight and um, did not need uh, assistance getting off the plane, which I thought was a real accomplishment. And, um, and I, I felt almost great on Monday and yesterday. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, I do, you know, if, if someone had touched my quads Monday or Tuesday, I would not have um, shrieked in pain. So wow. um, I really owe that to the Train Like a Mother Club Crush the Distance Marathon training plan. Um, so it, I, yeah, so I was, I was very, very well trained. I just didn't feel a burning desire to hold the hammer down. And that wasn't what I wanted in this race anyway. Well, you don't, I mean, that's absolutely okay. I mean, that's what we, Oh give, yeah, I mean, for sure. Give everyone, I know, I know. But I mean, I just think it's important that like you give yourself permission to say, you know what, I just want to go run the distance. Like, and I think, you know, like and you don't have to justify it saying I didn't want to push the hammer down. It's just like, I just wanted to go 26.2 miles and I got to do with that. You know, like, I think sometimes people get so hung up in being, being like, well, so I didn't have the best time because here's why, you know? And it's like, no, you ran a freaking marathon. It doesn't matter if you took you three hours or six hours or nine hours, you still ran a marathon. Like, yeah, I think, I think there's, I think there's expectations that, um, people have. And so to, you know, this is part of my campaign to sort of, you know, the new Sarah that I'm not, um, you know, that, that I'm not as obsessed as some might think I am and that, that the time on the clock is not always what matters to me. And that, you know, for me, the pride that I get from that final 10 K isn't, is not the time that it took. Cause I haven't even done all that much parsing of the time. It's how consistently, um, how consistent my effort was and how I pushed and dug deep and felt confident and competent as my mile markings, temporary tattoo on my arm set. Um, and that just, you know, and that, that I know, I know that, I, I mean, I said to, I said to Lisa, I, I remember I, so I guess I did pass Lisa at one point And I said, I said, stay smooth, stay strong. And, um, she said something and I said, you're looking kind of rough. Your stride's looking kind of rough. And I said, just uh-huh. smooth it out. Just smooth it out, Lisa, just smooth it out. And, um, and you know, and she said later, she has said to me that she, she was getting a cramp in that final mile that I was, you know, uh, that, that we were running together. And, um, you know, 
So um, it it um, was very fulfilling to have her by my side and to think that I was helping her a little bit. Good, good. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah, yeah. So awesome. um, yes. So that that leads to. Do you have any tales from the Train Like a Mother Club or is... from the Clam Club Corner? Well, so that's funny that you say that because um, this is kind of just a P.S. to a, a, a Train Like a Mother Club Corner. I think we had. Well, I think it was pre-retreat, so I think it was probably three weeks ago. Um, it's from Valerie Gonzalez, who is in the uh, 26.2 Go and Crush the Distance plan, or she was. We talked about a marathon there. She was the one that couldn't get out of Puerto Rico until like oh. 5 o'clock wow. um, that a- on Saturday afternoon, right? And she decided to go anyway to a marathon on Sunday. Wow. Um, so she writes, um, the first package I get in the mail after Hurricane Maria is the goodie bag from AMR after purchasing my Ragnar training plan. So she's going from, she said, thanks for putting a smile on my face today, which was really Wait, fun to see. It reached, it reached her in Puerto Rico. The, yes, it the, did. That's amazing that the United States Postal Service is getting stuff to Puerto Rico. That's amazing. And yet we can't get them food or water, but that's a different right. conversation. <laughs> right. She has noon now, but she doesn't have any water. Oh, my gosh. There's water to put it yeah, in. Yeah, wow. Like, okay, don't don't suck joke. on a noon t- tablet. That's not a good idea. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. 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 No, and that's, all, that's all she says. But then, and then she said, uh, someone said, we've been thinking about you. I hope you and your family are doing okay. She writes, thank you. My family is safe and sound. I'm doing as much volunteer work as we can since we acknowledge that we are in a small bubble of privilege. So many are living in dire conditions. It's hard to watch. Mm. Um where was her marathon? Well, I knew you were going to ask that. And I uh, I feel like it was in Pennsylvania, but let me Wow. But um, that's amazing that she, I mean, she didn't just fly to like Miami. Like, you know. Uh, yep. It's a Lehigh Valley Marathon on September 10th. That's what she did. Oh my gosh. So yeah, she was, um, she got, uh, yeah. I mean. You can oh, and that was after, that was, that was um, uh, post Irma. That was before Maria hit because Maria was uh, two weeks ago. So, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. So she was try- having a hard time getting out, out from Irma, but then yeah. Maria hit for real. Yeah. Right. Okay. So she got her swag after Irma, but before Maria. Um, so, wow. My guess. Well, she, she just said, she said Maria in this, in this post. Oh, okay. All read. right. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. It was from 21 hours ago. So it oh, was, okay. Uh, yeah, October sure. 3rd. Okay. Yeah. I, the, the, uh, listeners, one of the reasons I'm, um, uh, seeming to take a personal interest in this is because I'm the person who sends out that swag. So like knowing <laughs> exactly. that, knowing that it reached its, its final destination in a, a perilous situation. That's amazing to me. So, um, winning. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good job on the marathon. Go get the Ragnar Valerie and keep up all the miles. My gosh. Yeah. That's, yeah. You know, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Our hats are off. So, um, and I will give an update as long as we're talking, um, hurricane things. I want to say that, um, Maggie Palmer, who is, um, uh, is on part of team AMR and she was a guest on the podcast about, um, you know, how to, uh, bounce back from, you know, how to find, your how groove to fi- again. find her yeah. Groove again. Yeah. And, and so evacuated from St. Martin, right? yes. Evacuated from St. Martin. And this was after Irma. And then she, um, went, was evacuated to Puerto Rico and then her family got evacuated to Chicago because for, um, her husband works for, um, medical school. Um, he's assistant Dean, I believe. And so, uh, the school got temporarily moved. It's DeVry, um, college of medicine. And they went there and, um, and I could have the name of the college wrong. I know it's DeVry. How about that? And so um, so they went to Chicago, and there was some debate where they'd be moved to. But now, and they were in several hotels, when she, and that's where she took, called in from for the podcast. She then moved in temporarily with her sister, who lives there. And now, just this weekend, they are moving into their own apartment in Chicago. 
and DeVry has relocated all the students to London, which I might point out is not St. Martin. Um, I just think, wow, that's you know like a different place than people had envisioned themselves going to medical school. Yes, and, yeah, and so you need uh, some different clothes, you know, the flip flops and you know you tank tops. Wellies in your trench for <laughs> yeah. London. Flip flops in your t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so they are going to um. Uh, they got a rental apartment and she is driving her, get this, her, her father's brand new um, car because she didn't have money to their, because their minivan flipped over and ended up upside down in the pool at their condominium. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. And so, um, so uh, she, they are driving his brand new car and I guess her mother's griping because that means the dad drives her car and now her mother says that the car smells like the dad, <laughs> um, which I sense might be can I call old man gas. Um, <laughs> so, and uh, um, so, and I'm, I'm pretty sure kids, you know, she's got her kids enrolled and so she is back, you know, working and all that stuff. So um, she has sprung back and, and the outpouring, I know Maggie would want us to thank for the outpouring of support that she felt there was a lot of love that the um, AMR tribe bestowed on her and someone sent her some shoes. And we asked that some people who want to also donate that they send lightly used or new running apparel to heart strides instead of giving it to Maggie, because she just knows there were so many people in greater need than truly she is. So, so there's an update on Maggie. So yeah, Yes. God bless so we're getting, that. we're getting to the finish line of this podcast, but, um, oh, yeah. so, so, um, God so if, you yeah. So if you missed our run the twin cities merch at the twin cities marathon expo, grab it while you can, it is on sale at the mother at sorry, motherrunnerstore.com through Sunday, October 8. And uh, um, can I put a quick plug in for that? Yes. Um, so I happen to uh, be able to get a pro deal on a sweatshirt. Um, and it's very cute. And it's and so I brought it home. And this is homecoming week for uh, Amelia in ninth grade. And they're doing like a uh, some kind of lost at sea. Ep- I don't know what the theme is. Some kind of sea episode, SEA. And, um, and so the second day was like a tourist thing. But she doesn't really want to go. You know, she wants to participate but not draw attention to ourselves. Yeah. You know, she's like, Mom, do you have any stuff like that just has the name of places on it? And I'm like... <laughs> I really, yes, I, really I do. Don't. And my dad said, oh, but you can wear my Twin City sweatshirt. And I pulled it out and she goes, oh my gosh, this is so soft. You're never getting this back, mom. And I was like, so it's the first time she's ever willingly worn AMR merchandise. So if that's not a plug, then I don't know what Oh my is. gosh. Can I tell you that on the on my entire family picked me up from the airport on Sunday night and Phoebe, who did not let me sit in the front seat, I had to sit in the back seat and she said, mom, can I have something from the Mother Runner store? And I'm like, well, what do you want? And she's like, I don't know, just some t-shirt. I'm like, well, why do you want it? She goes, I just do. And back and forth. And I'm like, if you can tell me a good reason why you want it, I'll, I'll get you something. And I'm like, you have an I Run Things shirt. And she's like, I do? I'm like, yeah, you wore it at an expo once. So, but I think maybe it might be too small on her now. But anyway. Say, yeah, give the girls some AMR merch. I mean, you know what? She has a lot of, I, I like that they want to wear that stuff. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's, that's right behind Amelia wanting to download the Avid Brothers. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, turning into your mother. Love it. <laughs> Um, all right keep going sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like marathon so, podcast yeah so the um so if you're looking at the run the twin cities merch we have an adorable hoodie that according to amelia is super soft and we also have a long sleeve v-neck tech shirt um and they both are navy they have amazing colors on them they're really good looking again those are on sale through sunday october 8 we're also taking pre-orders for the amazing team amr jacket that i already alluded to you might have if you follow um at the mother runner on instagram you might have seen some photos of it 
um, from the retreat. It has, um, it's a fill and soft shell beauty. They are 120 bucks um, because they're super high quality. They're full zip. They uh, fit like a dream. They have our shoe logo embroidered on the front in beautiful teal green. And then the printed AMR logo is on the back. And um, several folks have commented it's like they're uh, it's like the AMR version of the pink ladies jackets from Greece uh, because because oh, you, yeah. you feel kind of like you're a member of a gang when you wear it but a very, a very active sporty gang um, and it's fun I mean people people who wore them um, you know we gave them to the, our team uh, of AMR contractors that's why we call it the team AMR jacket and that uh, I know that Coach Amanda um, somebody asked her about it at the airport on her flight home from. I guess she was wearing it from home from Twin Cities. So anyway, so that is also available at motherrunnerstore.com. And those are on, your, uh, we're taking pre-orders on those, and those are also on sale through Sunday, October 8th. All righty. Our podcast is alrighty. Alrighty, wow. I got some, <laughs> All right. I need some lunch, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So our podcast is a member of the ACAST network, and our show today was produced in Portland, Oregon, by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. 